0: he really enjoys using, going through the nine steps and he enjoys using the music app. Yes. Can you just share a little bit about what you've seen with him enjoying the tutoring and also enjoying to read now?
1: Yeah, that is that still, uh, it kind of just takes my breath away and is so almost shocking to me when I catch him just reading casually. Um, when you have a child who... You know couldn't memorize his letters you know going on a couple years working on that to reading four five letter words spelling spelling difficult and challenging words that i think are even above his level it's just it still catches me off guard and it's so um it's so amazing and fulfilling to see that and i could see how like you mentioned how proud he is of himself Mm -hmm. um Because I think, I think we both felt very kind of hopeless because we didn't know what was wrong. We didn't know, you know, why these things weren't sticking. And so, yeah, it's, he, he actually um, enjoys reading And, and he's actually, I mean, for how much he's had to catch up, he's actually really good.
0: I'm Dr. Miriam Sintron, founder of Step-by-Step Dyslexia Solutions. Welcome to our first YouTube for 2020. And we're so excited for all that is going to happen this year, helping people with dyslexia. So our podcast and our YouTube channel are for people who are adults who either have dyslexic children and need some answers or they are dyslexic themselves. And you want to hear success stories or you want to share your own success story to encourage others. So we are a nonprofit organization. And today I have Lori Reynolds, who's a new friend of mine. And just over lunch yesterday, I learned she was dyslexic and she was very willing to um, be on this YouTube channel in our podcast. And I want to invite her because her story is very interesting and this uh, story about her own dyslexia and the dyslexia of her daughter is going to have a different turn because we're going to talk about health and the value of learning about how to um, bring your your family the best health will also help with learning challenges. Um, her dyslexia for herself wasn't discovered until she was an adult, and the dyslexia of her daughter was never a priority because there were so many other health issues, so I want to welcome Lori, and she's going to tell you a little bit of her story. Hey, Lori. Hello. <laughs> welcome. Why don't you um, share a little bit about how your own discovery of your dyslexia as an adult and how you really weren't impacted too much as in your, in your school years because of your workarounds. Because I'm sure there's a lot of adults out there now in that same situation, not even knowing they were dyslexic until they found out that that's what their child has.
2: Yeah, that was an interesting revelation for me. I had no idea um, that I was dyslexic. Um, uh, When I think back now, knowing that I'm dyslexic and I look for those classical dyslexic dyslexic, uh, markers, I see them in my education. Um, But I did not discover my dyslexia until my daughter was diagnosed with it. And I was searching for a curriculum for her to help her with her dyslexia. And the opening um, curriculum was a dyslexia test that I failed. And I was shocked. So I took it again, and I failed again. And that's how I found out I had dyslexia. I had no idea. So I was stunned by that. Um, I was humiliated because I thought, Oh, no wonder. Right. She has problems. I'm having problems. No wonder I didn't see them. And uh, so we had to find a new tutor and we did. So so the interesting thing is with
0: this phonics test, was it phonics, right? Sounding words out. Was it, was, it was it reading
2: sentences or was it reading unfamiliar words, nonsense words we call them? It was, it was all of that. Um, all of that was in there. Um, the 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 phonics sounding or trying to sound out words I'd never seen before uh, that I was like a deer in the headlights. I could not, I, I don't have the skill set for that. So what I think is real interesting is that
0: you have an older daughter who's three years older than your younger. So we, and you told yes. me earlier, ages 27 and 24. Mm hmm. So when a parent sees one child not struggling, and then uses that as the benchmark for the next child, and you, you see the other child so, so different, and we love all of our children as they're the only ones, right? But right. Tell me a little bit about, you know, what the challenges were, how you approach those challenges, because I know you said they were really were the health issues that took your attention.
2: Yeah, well, my older daughter just seemed to sail through school. She loved it, um, excelled at it. There were never any difficulties um, with her. And my younger daughter, um, she had difficulties right off the cuff. She, had, she was allergic to, I think, 15 different things, uh, milk, citrus, um, wheat, um, you name it. She was allergic to it. And so she had all these food-related issues uh, from birth, only to find out by the time she was about nine months old that she had a severe allergy to peanuts, um, that, of course, you find these things out in, uh, in, in ways that are sometimes terrifying when your kid has an anaphylaxic reaction to, to peanut butter. Um, but thankfully, she was okay but we figured that out and um, and she had delayed speech. Um, she stuttered. Uh, so she just had a lot of problems early on. So dyslexia wasn't something that was on the list because there were so many other things that we were dealing with at the time and navigating the peanut allergy in school um, 24 years ago when it wasn't that talked about and everybody brought homemade treats to the classroom uh, was terrifying as a parent.
0: So um, I'm really excited because now your daughter has a
2: successful career. Tell the audience she what she does. Yeah, she's 24. She's a personal trainer and uh, she's doing really, really well at it. She's excited. And how's her self-esteem? Uh, she's, doing, she's doing pretty good. Uh, all of her stuttering is completely gone. So um, I think she still thinks that she stutters sometimes, but she doesn't. Um, so all that is gone. A lot of all of her allergies, she's grown out of them, with the exception of peanuts. She'll have that. That'll be a lifelong allergy for her. And but she's doing really well. So she eats really
0: well, probably, too. You've taught her how to eat and what yes, things to very healthy. avoid. I'm going to share this publicly. I haven't shared it yet, but I am a cancer survivor. (laughs) The end of 2021 was just really different for me. I was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in October. I had a hysterectomy Mm. in November and in Mm. December I had one chemo treatment and it knocked me out cold for three days, really badly. And a whole week it took for me to get my energy back. So I've been doing a lot of studying about health and nutrition, and I thought I was pretty stress-free, but I didn't realize how many different things there are we can do to contribute for our health, and um, so I'm not going to get any more chemo treatments. I'm even wearing a new do right now, but um, the nutrition has such a, a big impact, not only on my life, but on the students that I tutor I I once did have a, um, I've had several health coaches on my podcast, and they, there were a lot of views because people are very concerned. So um can you share some of the things, Lori, that were some of the first changes you made to your daughter's diet? Because dyslexia wasn't diagnosed yet, and you were right. tackling her health issues. But once those health issues were addressed, the di- the, the dyslexia was... Was it diagnosed later, after, as she was in middle school? You said.
2: Yeah, and I would say um, late, um, probably late elementary school, like okay. probably like third or fourth grade, because there were some uh, reading comprehension issues. I mean, she was reading by this point, obviously, but there was some, there was some, there were some issues. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's more encouraging for me to know because when. Kids are diagnosed or they get the intervention early. They can be at grade level because the statistics show if they're not at grade level reading by fourth grade, they are the kids who are at risk of dropping out of high school, going Mm -hmm. to prison. And we even have the suicide rate is up now because of COVID anyway. But the fact that she was diagnosed even as young as fourth grade, she got the help she needed. Yeah. Do you want to talk first about what kind of health? Um, changes you made in her diet that might help other parents that were easy. Cause I know it's not easy when you're going to school and you want to be social and eat everything.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: well, think. I mean, I think the beginning phase for us when she was younger was, um, was always like full of alarm, right? Because you're trying to eliminate everything and, um, you're trying to learn what's in everything food that you buy, and you find yourself reading so many labels that you think your head's going to spin. And then realizing how many foods that you're going to be eliminating, and what's not going to be able to be around in the house anymore, because it's not safe. And, um, and then the things that she liked, some of those things she liked, she couldn't have those things. And so that was difficult, because I had another child that wanted those things and could eat those things. And, um, so that, that was always a bit of a challenge. So we had those as like a special snack when, um, for my older daughter, when my younger daughter was taking a nap, (laughs) we, we worked it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but we ate a lot of fruits and vegetables when she could have fruit and we did tons of vegetables, all different kinds of ways from raw to cooked to you name it, we ate it. Did you do juicing as well? We didn't. uh, Juicing wasn't as popular as it has become um, now, but um, no, we didn't. We didn't do that. We didn't know a lot about that at the time. That was like 24 years ago. Okay. And so it was just a lot of raw vegetables was a lot of the things that we did. Did lots of salad salads. My kids are still today. um, They eat a lot of produce. Oh, that's so wonderful. And I know the the research shows start,
0: you know, eat around vegetables and then add the protein. I just had lunch of cottage cheese with um, flaxseed oil and um, mango and, you know, mango slices to sweeten it up. And I I just learned this yesterday that flaxseed, I I used to have flaxseed on oatmeal, but now I put wheat germ and chia seeds in my oatmeal. And now I'm learning another use of flaxseed oil. We're watching these videos by Ty Bollinger, which talk about, you know, how to eat. What what are all the health things we can do to fight cancer? Not Mm -hmm. realizing that um, how we are working with our kids now and feeding them in the environment. We want to really build healthy systems for them so they don't get cancer, but what about other health issues and their brain? I'm really concerned about the brain that they're they're able to think logically and clearly, and they don't have um, tired brain, and that's where eating right really is important for our, all of our students, and I really want the parents of dyslexic students to take a look at that what do you think about yeah. that?
2: <laughs> it, well, it, ha- it all helps, right? I mean, as any parent would know, I mean, if your kid is not getting enough sleep and eating a yeah. bunch of sugar or really bad food, it's just it just becomes a disaster pretty quickly, whether your kid has a, a learning challenge or not, right? So that's just true for all of us. So when yes. we eliminated sugar, we eliminated a uh, high carb diet early on. Um, those things just weren't working for us. And I know cutting out sugar is hard every day. We have a,
0: every month we have a special holiday, right? Yeah. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Then we have Valentine's day coming up and then we have Easter and we have always centered these holidays around special candy treats. And, um, man, it's a life change for all of us. Even how we give give you know treats and gifts to people right I got a lot of candy gifts at Christmas and I just opened them up and shared it with other people barely having it myself um so you know I'm really excited you are a realtor and yep. one of the things um I shared with you was that I addressed how dyslexia is a trait of genius and I want our dyslexic adults out there to know, take a look at what you're doing in life. And is there an aspect of genius of what you're doing? And have you tapped into special gifts and talents you have that other people don't have? So I wanted, would you share with us about how you would manipulate um, shapes and stuff and how you could see things that other people didn't see?
2: Yeah, that's a funny story. I, uh I don't know. I, I, I never really saw that as a gift or necessarily an, an ability because I guess I just thought people think like I think. Um, <laughs> we were we were playing a a game with a family member that was visiting. I can't remember the name of the game, but it had different shapes and colors and was it CORKLE? It I, it, it could have been. I can't remember. Anyway, there were all these pieces on the table, and uh, we had a lot of company in the house at that time, and he and I sat down to play this game. Well, I was kind of intimidated to play with him because he's pretty smart. And um, so I thought, well, I'm probably going to lose, you know? So we sit down and we lay all these pieces out and we were supposed to uh, organize them a certain way. And um, I forget even now what, what, what we were supposed to do, but uh, I, I read the directions. I, I, I understood it. So, I was just waiting for, for him to, to respond, to, to do it, to organize the pieces. And he was just staring at them on the table and he's like, I don't get it. Uh-huh. I'm like, really? He goes, <laughs> yeah, I go, well, here it's like this. And I just like put my hands all over the pieces, moved them all around, like within three seconds, it was done. And he looked at me and he goes, how'd you do that? Because you played this before. And I said, no. And I said, I, I just, I saw it. He's like, what? Well, and so I, I think that's when I first realized like, Oh, see that like he had the same thing I had. He was looking at the same thing I'm looking at. He didn't see that. Yeah. It's very, I don't think it's coracle because coracle is six shapes, six colors, and
0: you just have to have patterns. Uh-huh. But what you're talking about, I'd like to talk to you later and find out what that was. Um, but yeah, one thing I was sharing with, um, I've shared with our audience before that the four areas that, that dyslexic people thrive in is entrepreneurism. So here we have a realtor and here we have her daughter as a personal trainer, right? And mm-hmm. then architecture, engineering, and the music and the arts. So there's areas that don't require a degree. And if a person does require a degree, There's um, well, there's technical schools they can go to, but then there's accommodations they can get in college if they have an IEP, which is an individual education plan. So there's hope for everyone. And, you know, dyslexia really is a trait of genius. I've shared with the audience, too, that Einstein, Walt Disney, Steven Spielberg, uh, Steve Jobs, they all had dyslexia. And look at the gifts that they contributed to all of us. Real Leonardo da Vinci. So God made our brains very uniquely. When I speak, I also share that God gave us the brain parts to all work together. But um, dyslexic brains are people are reading from the right side of the brain instead of the left. So we need to retrain their brains and let the left side of the brain be the language center. And we do that with my reading program. And I use um, classical music that plays in the left ear because it crosses to the right side of the brain. And that's the whole other story that's on my other videos. But um, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Are there any closing words of encouragement you want to give parents out there that have dyslexic children?
2: Oh, just uh, don't be discouraged. There is so much more help today that's available than what was available to me. And um, it's this is not... Uh, not some death sentence i think parents feel so discouraged when they find out something's wrong with their kid or where they realize like me there's hey there's something wrong with me too right um that's right uh you you have so many other gifts and abilities that god's given you um that that he uses to blend together to make you a whole person and um and dyslexia you know as you as you explained it to me uh, was it was it was a great encouragement to me to know that other very successful people are dyslexic I never viewed myself as dyslexic because I never knew that I was so and now that I know that I am I just embrace it I just go for it I I know I can't leave the house without the GPS because my lefts are rights my rights are left I know mm-hmm. this about me <laughs> well, you know, it's I'm okay <laughs> yeah, we have technology, right? So I'm all right. So we're all and even okay.
0: spelling. People can talk into their phone, and it'll give them the correct spelling. There's a, little, a lot more tricks available now to people. But um, yeah, you know, I know a lot of adults are still very shy about having dyslexia or reading challenges. And I just hope this encourages you not to be shy and seek help for your child if you're seeing those rep- repetitive patterns in your children that you had and know that, of course, they have their gifts and their talents and you want them to realize their full potential. So we provide help and very affordable alternative to what the schools are offering. You can reach out to me. I'm Dr. Marianne Cintron and my guest today was Lori Reynolds and she's there in San Diego. If you need a realtor, how can they reach you? down there Laura uh,
2: we, we, have, we have a website it's uh, coastal net
0: okay if you need some commercial or individual real estate help in San Diego um, I'm going to close with you now and we are a nonprofit organization